Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. The annual United Nations Climate Change Conference COP28 got underway yesterday in the United Arab Emirates. Across Africa, since the last summit, it's been a grim year in terms of climate-related extreme weather events, from the catastrophic flooding in Libya's eastern city of Derna to the drought in the Horn of Africa. The continent is widely recognized as being the most affected by climate changes, but we're also the least equipped to deal with them. So what are we as a continent hoping for from COP28? At the African Climate Summit earlier this year, delegates formulated the Nairobi Declaration as the basis of their negotiating position in Dubai. And I'm joined now by Olivia Rumble, Director of Climate Legal, who specializes notably in environment law, climate change, climate finance and development. Thanks for joining me, Olivia. What are Africa's main proposals going into the conference? Great question, and there's so many on the table. Um, African countries are going to be engaging with one of the main themes of the COP this year, so that's the global stock take. Uh, which is like a an assessment of collective progress on implementation of the Paris Agreement. Finance is also definitely going to remain front and center for negotiations. Um, loss and damage and the operationalization of the loss and damage fund. The renewable energy target, um, as proposed by the COP28 presidency. Um, and then we'll also likely see some some movement around the global goal on adaptation. I'm very interested in this loss and damage fund because that was announced at COP27. It's They're coming in, a committee's coming in and with proposals for how to operationalize it. But I was interested to note that the United Nations said it should be grants, not loans, and that this money mustn't be diverted from other schemes. Could you explain to us what it actually is for and your thoughts on that? Absolutely. So the purpose of this fund is to assist countries, developing countries, that have already been impacted by climate change through disasters, slow or, or fast-acting disasters, to respond. Um, and the idea is that it shouldn't be loans-based finance or finance that comes with costs associated with it, but ideally you'd want to see primarily grant finance channeled towards this type of disaster recovery um, in a way that's easy for countries to access. And and the discussion at COP28 is that they want to have this fund up and running as soon as possible. And the interim agreement is that the finance that will be channeled will be primarily grant finance. We might see um, other forms of finance stepping in, depending on the nature of the impact. Um, and however, the concern is that at present, there is no legal obligation in the draft text to oblige developed countries to actually provide that finance in the first place. Talking about finance, let's go back to that $100 billion that was pledged at previous COP meetings to developed countries. That money has not, or a very small amount of that money has materialized physically yet, and yet they're already talking about the next lot. Absolutely. So there's discussions on this thing called the new collective quantified goal in climate finance, and that's the new number that's going to kick in after 2025. And what African countries are really, really hoping to see is a number that's not just thumb sucked based on what developed countries are able to provide, 
but that's really informed by the science as well as their own climate change plans and these things called what we call nationally determined contributions. So the express needs on the ground. Renewable energy is obviously a very hot topic, as you mentioned. Now, I know that Africa is being asked not to exploit its hydrocarbon resources by rich countries, but 600 million people without electricity, huge development needs. How viable is this for them? That's a really, really great question. So there's huge support by African countries for having a renewable energy target. In fact, um, coming out of Nairobi in September, the leaders' declaration said African countries are willing to um, expand renewable energy on the continent fivefold. But to achieve that, uh, we need significant reforms in the provision of climate finance, not just from developed countries, but the terms on which finance in the forms of loans or other concessional finance is provided so that it's more cost effective in a way that doesn't exacerbate debt. At the moment, the way that African countries are borrowing in order to finance their renewable energy objectives is is highly costly for them on terms that are um, significantly disproportional to to other developed and developing countries across the world. Um, And so we need to see not just a renewable energy target, but major reforms to the way that finance is provided to African countries. So as you say, a huge focus on finance again for this COP28 and with rich countries actually coming up with the money um, that they keep promising. Thanks there to Olivia Rumble, Director of Climate Legal. And I hope you'll join me, Glynis Crook, next week. Same time, same place. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Greetings. I'm Galinda Moser, founder of Remax Living. For me, life is all about people and their homes, the environment, and of course, music. Because of my passion for property, Remax Living has become the largest property office in Cape Town. When selling your home, please email me, galinde at remaxliving.co.za. Remax Living is by far the best way to sell and buy real estate. We are the leaders in real estate. 